You're on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine. They gon' cover the story, not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime, time, got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now, raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close, like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports, another edition. Roll my live, roll my live. You see the new logo right here, the new background. Shout out to my guy Tony Tucker, artist of the year, Picasso Bengo. Blah. Uh, <laughs> here we go, people. You already know what time it is. Roll mine is in the zone right now. Here we are. Welcome to Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones, the regular episode weekly. Raw Mind Live, baby. Raw Mind Live with my guy, Tony Tucker, Warzone Network. Tony Tucker, how you doing today, man? I am doing great. It's a beautiful day here in Southern California. Uh, we only got in Southern California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 13 more days till the NFL draft, and I can't get enough of the draft speculation, all that. Anybody who does catch this, head on over to Nuts and Bolts on YouTube, and uh, you can you can have some fun making fun of my mock draft uh, at 5.30. But I- I'm always happy to uh, to join you and talk some foolishness about the world of sports. <laughs> we got a guy shout out to... Um... Chris Braddy. Chris Braddy said, let's talk about Baycott and Leakey coming back to UNC. I'm going to give, I like to hear the fans' opinions, so I'm going to give them a chance to, you know, get that voice. I don't know how you feel about that, Tony. And this is, Raw Mind Sports is a show sometimes we don't even prepare for. Like today, he's getting topics off the dome. So you're going to hear his raw thoughts right here live. So how do you feel about Baycott and Leakey coming back? So I'm, I'm not going to lie, I don't know much about college basketball, but I wonder if this has anything to do with the the private deals you can get. Like, there's not as much of an urgency to try and rush to the league uh-huh. as there was before, right? Like, why right. not stay and dominate college basketball? Because you already played in a national championship, and you should have won. I watched the game. Uh, in the, how do you say his name? Bacot? Bacot? Whatever. Bacot. He played nicely. So, like, why not run it back? Maybe now you get some private deal with, like, Mountain Dew or Red Bull or something like that where he before the game he goes on his – he's like, this is how I score 20 points every night, and he's holding up, like, a monster energy drink and (laughs) he gets, you know, a fat check for 20 grand. So maybe uh, there's – these deals will keep the college athletes around for longer. Uh, I'm not sure. 
but it doesn't. I just want Michigan to win, and I and I don't want Juwan Howard to leave and come to the Lakers. That's all I care about. So, oh man, so like he said, also he think RJ didn't come back. That's right, Tarver, North Carolina in the house. We got my man out of LA too as well. He said, I think the same thing. Getting F paid off, that lightness will keep them there. Plus, they have an extra year because of COVID. Yep. And um, oh, he didn't mean to put the F bomb. Okay, I apologize. My man, dead always in. Hey, fellas. How are all y'all fellas? What up, Primetime Jones and Mr. Tony? So, with that being said, before we get into the first topic, shout out to Essential Collections. Essential Collections. Take a look at her website at www.essentialscollections.square.net. She has everything. She even got my beard growing right now. It's coming out a lot better. I looked at my beard last year, and I was using her stuff, and it was, woo, it was there. I'm trying to get back to that mode, so... Amazing stuff that I like to put on my face. You know, you know, you know that, that, that stuff makes your face feel good, man. When you, you on, we on social media every day, just like we on in our own world of TV. We gotta look good sometimes, Tony. We gotta look good. <laughs> I, I agree. I gotta take care of the money maker, so I'm gonna reach out to Monica after the show because I gotta look my best. You know, that's right. <laughs> People turn on the show and they're like, "I always wonder what happened to the kid from Mighty Ducks." They're like, "It's Goldberg." They see me and they're like, "He's talking sports." I love Goldberg. Uh, D- I just want to say this real quick before we get into the topics. DT and you, I'm going to start a support group for you guys on draft night when they oh, trade Debo Samuel God. for two first round picks, and no you guys way. are just emotionally damaged from losing Debo on draft night. I'll be here for you. We'll have like a nice open discussion. <laughs> so, um, the, the topic of the day is the first topic. Baker is still pissed. He goes on a podcast this week and talks about being pissed. So, and, and again, people, the, the topics we have is a little different on this show. We didn't rehearse it. We didn't do it. You're getting really raw thoughts. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> I, honestly, there's zero prep goes into this. Here's my thing. I have been a supporter of Baker Mayfield. I've defended him at every single turn. And at some point, you just need to stop talking. Like, your actions have to speak louder than your words. And right now, you're, the last actions you had were bad. And I get that you were trying to play hero ball. My shoulder was bad. I didn't. But everything we looked at, it wasn't good. And right. it's not like it's not like right. it was a freak injury. He plays kind of recklessly. Like he has a little bit of that, you know, gunslinger right, right, mentality. Right. He's not very big. So he's even more susceptible to injuries in a game that is violent and collisions that they compare to car crashes. So, like, <laughs> and, and then he's like, I feel disrespected. That's not an update. We already know you feel disrespected. Now you're throwing teammates under the bus? If I'm another organization and I'm looking at this and I was like, okay, if we don't get our quarterback in the draft, we're going to pull the trigger. Baker's going to be our guy. He's going to come and compete. He'll likely win the job. He'd win the job against Mariota. He'd win the job against uh, Drew Locke. He probably wins the job against Carson Wentz in Washington, although I don't think they bring him there. I got one more. Where's that? Mr. U- USC himself, Sam Donald. He yes, I believe he would. I believe he'd win that job too. I think he would even beat out Tua. Right? Like, I don't think he would have any. The problem is, you don't want that guy in your building because it's not that his play isn't that great. His upside, right, right, right. Deshaun Watson has a whole bunch of stuff going on, 
and they guaranteed him $240 million. Right. And Baker can't even get a job. And the worst thing he does is complain in front of a microphone. Like, that's what happens. When you are super talented and undeniably talented, people will put you out anywhere. And the thing is, Baker is talented, but he's still got to be somebody that minds his P's and Q's and does the right things. And that's just not his style. I don't know where he's going to play. And my man Chris Braddy says Baker was a Johnny Menzel, Johnny Menzel that didn't party. I, I, a little bit of that. I think some of the partying that we've seen Baker do is a little more for show when he shotguns the beer at the Indians game. That's more like getting the Cleveland fan base to fall in love with him, right? He's very smart. He's very strategic, I'll say, with the way that he talks and, and comes out. Like, this whole thing that he did with... The, the dog belly up next to him or right, whatever right, right. in his interview. I was like, this is, this isn't good. I actually was, I was okay with him pouring his heart out before the Sean Watson thing. But once it goes South, now you just have to go silent. I would much rather see video of him throwing the football, you know, like here's me working out. Here's me grinding. Here's right, how good right. my shoulder is. Watch me do one handed pushups. Right? Like, let me see you get Sylvester Stallone workouts on. Not getting sit in front of a, a microphone with your dad bod and be like, well, they didn't do this for me and they didn't do that for me and it's everybody else's fault. I'm like, come on, Baker. I really like you and right. I want you to play, but you're not helping me. And, and that's what I was going to say, too. Like, you, you're doing too much on the media. If you just sit there, be quiet. You know, you see that. It went yeah, out of the and, uh, you know, ever since the expansion franchise back in the day happened, that team been cursed. Um, off the topic, real quick, uh, he said that Debo and Kyle they should get you know pretty much get fired. It, all right, we'll be crazy to get rid of him, so they'd rather keep kid over that. So, um, what I'm about to say is this: if he just be quiet, outside of his injury, he probably would have got somebody probably would have made a push. But once you get now, you're proving some of these what the the Browns are saying. Like, he's a child playing quarterback. And I guess what they're saying is we need leaders at quarterback. Now you're making these rants. Now you're proving the NFL. Excuse me. You, you're proving the Cleveland Browns right to other NFL owners. Like, I told you. Like, hey, I told you. This is why. This is I'll, why we, I'll make this real quick. And it's Sam Donald had a microphone put in front of his face last week. And he said, I still believe I can play in this league. And whether right. it's with the Panthers or somebody else, I'm just going to put my head down and continue to work. He said the exact right thing that you should say. He's also in a situation where they're linked to picking a quarterback in the first round at sixth overall pick. He didn't go, oh, I was in a terrible organization that set me up to fail twice with the right. Jets and the Panthers. He handled it like a professional. That's all you want to see from your quarterback who's sort of mediocre. Aaron Rodgers can get away with crazy talk because he's a four-time MVP. Baker ain't ever going to be an MVP. Right, like, right. maybe, but probably not. Um, That's that's just a whole nother topic. So now we're going to go into a little bit of basketball here. You know, we already talked about some things. So I'm going to go – I'm going right into it. Before I go into it, PHP Eastern – North Carolina, 919-738-1507, or email Philip Lampern at phpeasternnc at gmail.com. Use the promo code RAWMIND. Use the promo code RAWMIND, and you have a special gift. He's going to help you with your retirement, how to get your finances in order, also to create generational wealth for your families. You know, give him a call, free consultation. And by the way, although he has Eastern North Carolina, this guy's everywhere, Tony. 
Las Vegas, L.A. He said he making moves out there. He on Pacific calls right about now. It's 7 o'clock. It's 4 o'clock over there. Well, it's a little bit after that, but either way, he's, he's getting it done. So now, that's why I call him Philly Global. That's right, baby. That's his new nickname. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna tell him when I talk to him again. I'm like, we call you Philly Global. <laughs> Philly Go- Global. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, now we go to a situation where you may want to talk about, you may not, and it's raw thoughts here, people. You ready? <clears throat> the Lakers chaos. Oh man, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Our season's <laughs> over. Get out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> It, it, Ryan, it is so it is so comical to watch the Russell Westbrook like exit interview where he takes no responsibility for decline in play, and it's. I just think it's going to be impossible to trade him forty-seven million dollars. I think it's he makes happening. next year. No way. I, this is this is what I said to to one of my friends. I said, you know what needs to happen? Clutch needs to call like the Pacers or somebody and just say, hey. Uh, Take Russ, and they're like, hang up, wrong number. But then (laughs) could I interest you in a G5 if you take my guy? Like, he needs to be giving these organizations or whoever makes the decisions a private jet along with taking it. Now, we clean up the money trail, but we have to find a way to make somebody else's life so much greater off the court to get him off the court with the Lakers because they can't run this back. And I'm actually of the opinion where I would trade Anthony Davis, too. Like, I'm not opposed to bringing in, like, LeBron before used to be surround me with veterans and everybody get on my back. But now his back needs a lot of icy hot and (laughs) he needs young guys that he can say, all right. Push, push the ball, play defense, be able to sit in the chair. They had a bunch of guys last year out there on defense who they couldn't sit in a chair if you pushed them into it. Like they were old and couldn't play any defense. Every Russell Westbrook was getting scored on the back door plays every other play, and then they just point fingers at each other. It was horrible to watch basketball in LA last year. And it ama- and what amazes me about Russell, and I ain't gonna lie. Raw thoughts, you're getting raw thoughts, and I'm going to tell you like it is. One thing about me, I'm not going to be biased. I love a 49ers. It is what it is. I love Russell Westbrook, too. Yeah. But the thing is, I remember at UCLA, he won Defensive Player of the Year or something in, that, in, in the Pac-10 or whatever it was back then with, with Kevin Love and them. So I'm like, okay, maybe that was then years ago. So I seen him play defense. Now, this year, unacceptable. What I will say is this. And I'm going to pull a – this is what Stephen A. does. You know he's a great guy, bad yeah. boy, going to be a Hall of Famer, blah, 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 just to cut him down <laughs> right now. You know, so Russ going to be a Hall of Famer. Russ going to get triple yeah. doubles. One thing I am going to say as a man, if I got a chance to opt in at $47 million, I'm going to still do that because, you know, I still got to take care of my family. Now, I'm not thinking about the organization, what they, they care about. I'm thinking about I have a family to take care of. This $47 million, Depend on taxes or whatever is going to take care of the family. Yeah, you may put other people in the bind, but one thing I noticed, and I'm going to say this like I said this last week, shout out to OKC and Sam Preston, smartest GM in basketball. I'm going to give you all the money you want, Russ, but I'm going to get rid of you. Why you good? He got rid of him perfectly Why he's good. And to be honest, the OKC Thunder got so much money in draft picks, but nobody wants to go play in that market. So if they really want to make some big moves, they get a lot of players right now with the first-round picks. But no one wants to go there. So Sam Preston said, I'm going to give you this money. You was loyal. Now I'm going to push you somewhere else. Now I have to pay you this because I know eventually your stock, your 
your game is going to decline. Now, Russ is like, I don't care what happens. I'm going to get all my coins. Now, after this contract, he may get little to nothing. I'm even going to go as far as <clears throat> the money may ain't be so good because of his production this year. And if he plays like this this year, I mean, next year, whew, Russ be lucky to get a one-year $10 million contract. Lucky. Lucky. For sure. you know, um, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I don't, I don't want to, like, Russ is is still got the ability to carry a team with young players that have energy, right? That's the same right. thing as the problem with LeBron and and Russ are at the same points in their career, and they need to be surrounded by young players who can play defense and run and let them do their thing. Russ is a little more erratic, and it's exciting and fun. And I like Russ. I'm not making. I'm not like speaking bad about him. I hope that's right, not right, how it right. comes out. I just don't think that the Lakers can play winning basketball with him, which means he's got to go. I'm still going to turn on when I know Russ is on a, a Thursday night game. And even when he was with the Wizards, I'd turn it on last year. It's like, oh, this team is fun. When Bill was healthy and they started to cook at the end of the year, it's fine. It just can't be Russ and LeBron at this stage together cannot work out. Right. Like they both need the ball to be effective. The thing is that LeBron is just much more effective with the ball in his hands than Russ is. So, and also I just like LeBron better. He's one of my favorite players of right. all time. So I choose him over Russ, but it's not like it, it's the reality of the situation is what have you done for me lately in sports? That's all it's all about. How and was your right. last year? And you're right. And I, I'm not even questioning that. And I felt like LeBron is the one who, um, Pretty much brought him on, wanted him to play, wanted him to come on the team. So this is all LeBron. Now people are saying, like the Lakers are saying, they're gonna take our team back. The one team in in basketball that can really take their 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 talents and say, you know what, LeBron, we're cool, but we're fine without you. It's the Lakers because Jerry Buss has created this. Even watching that winning season thing on HBO, he has created so much from Hollywood success. Win or lose, those guys still gonna be in those seats. They're still gonna be around. LeBron, you're getting older. So it's like, we're going we to do this our way now. Like, your way didn't work. And I think that's the problem. Like, him and Russ never was meant to work. And I think that's the real problem. Like, the real issue is they weren't meant to work. It was that they hoped. And I knew from the day one, no matter how LeBron pictured it, how he said it, and I know this LeBron said no one option, I could never see Russell Wilson. Mm, excuse me. Russell Westbrook. That's how bad it was with the Lakers this year. Russell Westbrook standing there on the island Way to get the ball to shoot. LeBron is the type of guy, attack, attack, kick out the guys who can knock down shots and keep the floor spacing. You can't keep the floor spacing with Westbrook on a wing. You're going to make people still sag off and help on your penetration with LeBron. That was the ultimate no-no. Now, they brought him off the bench. I don't know what happened with Frank Vogel or whatever. And you had, if you put Russ around with another team and he's an attack guy with a bunch of shooters, that may work. I'm just saying he's just not the fit for L.A. One of the main reasons they brought him back, and I know why he likes being back in L.A., endorsements. He's from that area. You know, yeah. and he's outside of basketball. He's probably making even a lot more than just the contract we complained about. So, you know, he loves that part. He didn't create a clothing line. He's got he's a couple car dealerships. There's right. one. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, that's that's what his, his mindset was on that. So even after this contract, he may get a contract. He may not. I'm going even far as, like I was about to say earlier, he may be done. Like, he may be like, 
content with just saying I'm cool. We're not playing the NBA no more. I think that's a real possibility because if you don't want to accept the the six man role on a team that has LeBron James on it. Are you going to accept the six man role on a team where, like, mm-hmm. oh hey, Deshante Murray's the starter, and you? <laughs> don't I don't know. I don't know if he's going to. It took Carmelo a while to come around to the idea of like, right. hey, I'm I'm not that dude anymore. Uh, I guess I'm. You know, I'm going to play a lesser role. Can we stop talking about the Lakers? It's so <laughs> like. All right, so. With that being said, we'll get off that real quick. Go to another sponsor, All Star Sports ACCS. Give them a call, 252-231-0238, or visit the website at allstarsportsaccs.com. Use the promo code WRONGMIND. Use the promo code WRONGMIND. You may get a special gift with your purchases there. And they have everything. She ships to as well, from anything from L.A. Chargers to L.A. Rams to Patriots, whoever it may be. So that's what it is. But the next topic is – I want to go NBA again, and I'm I'm pulling up this right now because things are getting a little bit different now. And um, can we see Brooklyn upset Boston? Whew, uh, not without Ben Simmons, in my opinion, right? Like Whew. the way that Jason Tatum has been playing, and Jalen mm-hmm. Brown, and everybody, and even even without the center, uh, forgetting it, Williams, forgetting his name, um. Even without him out with the MCL, I just can't see. It's a bad matchup for Kyrie to be able to have to be bothered by Tatum and Brown together. Marcus Smart is a, is a very good defender, mm-hmm. annoying, takes charges. I just I don't see it. If you told me that Ben Simmons was going to come back and start playing twelve to fifteen minutes a game in Game One, yeah, I, I'll I would say they got a shot, but. This this is the way I look at it. It's the worst first round draw I've ever seen in sports because I've never seen a a team with two guys that could each go for fifty in a game as as a seven seed. But just the way that things worked out with COVID, with injuries, now all of a sudden they've fallen below. Like every once in a while, you'd see. You know, you see some good teams at four or five or whatever. What, seven? Like, you're the two seed, which means you won a lot of games this year. And for that, you get two of the best players in the NBA in a seven-game series. The game starts to slow down a little bit. People tend to play a little more defense. I think that that helps the Celtics' style of basketball. And if Tatum's that guy, which I believe that he is, I don't like cheering for Celtics, but he's one of my favorite players... I I think Tatum I think Tatum brings it and they take care of the the Nets in six games maybe. Whew! I got a up for one. I'm happy two Duke players are playing against each other. You know Tatum and, and Kyrie. One and done regardless whatever. This series is gonna be fun to watch because you got four guys that can put up thirty or more points. And I say like you said with KD and Kyrie can put up fifty plus. Tatum can probably put up fifty. Jalen Brown could probably give you 40. So I'm saying to myself, this is going to be a fun series to watch, and whatever team comes with consistent scoring is going to win this series. I'm talking about consistent scoring, not just necessarily on the defensive end. Because, you know, they even have Seth, no, um, yeah, Seth Curry playing or as a role player. Then you have Tatum. You have, you know, Marcus Smart. 
I feel like, man, for one, Kyrie Irving is going to be super fresh. He ain't played a lot of games this season. And by the way, while I'm talking about super fresh, the one disappointment that hit me, but I hate that situation happening. I hope he's healthy. I hope he gets well. Paul Joseph is about 50 games. And then went out there and lost to Minnesota Timberwolves. Got the freshest legs out there in basketball. Even more than more than Kyrie Irving. And now all of a sudden he says, you know, health issues and protocols. And man, been gone about 50 some games. And now all of a sudden now health protocols coming into play. I, I thought you, it was I thought it was a COVID thing. Is it not yeah, a COVID? Yeah, no, it is. That's why I said I, I'm okay. praying that it's yeah. healthy. But I'm saying he just got back. He's been gone 50 games. Now he catches COVID. I don't know where he was with or who he was with. I'm thinking all yeah. of a sudden he was with the team. Now his situation is he's probably hanging out doing something else he wasn't supposed to. And bam, now he catches COVID. Now he's out. Him and Kawhi Leonard have literally got paid to take vacations to the Bahamas. I know Paul George got hurt. I know Kawhi Leonard got hurt. But my God, boy, I, I feel sorry for Ty Lue. Like the two best – one of the reasons why you want to come there, the two guys that you thought could get you over the hump, are never available. Like, Eddie is never hardly available for the Lakers. Now you got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George never available. Never hardly. Yeah, and they drew they drew a tough... I, I know the Pelicans, they've been going through it a little bit um, with the whole Zion thing, but I think the move of getting uh, CJ McCollum, it's nice to have, like, a, a grown-up in that... With all, with got, all the younger I, talent, they have. I hope they're COVID from Kawhi. So now, now Kawhi is hurting them by sitting on the sidelines too. That's just bad news. Um, my my brother in law, who's a Clippers fan, sent me a photo of Paul George and said, "You know any good fishing spots?" <laughs> because he just assumes the season is over. He was he was very excited, thinking he, he might. Fishing. By the way, people don't understand the joke. Paul yeah. Jules love the fish, if you didn't really know. Outside yeah, of fishing, yeah. going home. <laughs> he's, from, he's from about, like, I don't know, 25 miles away from here. And there's there's a couple good fishing spots. I'm sure he already knows and probably already has, you know, great access and leads on where so, to catch them all. So, yeah, so I got that that, that part there. So, um. I just feel like, man, this could be a good series. This going to be better than this. Chicago and Miami is going to be a sneaky series. Um, I don't know how how well that may go. Um, the next series before my man comes on, he'll probably pop up in a few. But, excuse me, it's two of them. But I'm, I'm going to say one of them for, while he's on the show, too. I'm, I'm going to get his opinions on this stuff. But this is the one I want to talk about. It's big boy basketball. Man up. My man say I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready to do whatever. Patrick Beverly stands up like he's Kobe Brown on top of the, the stands. And he said, look, Ja, I'm, and I know my man, he's a Tennessee guy. He's going to come here and talk about it. Ja, you next, partner. Basically, he's like, yeah, what you going to do? What up? What's up? How you feel? <laughs> I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Pat Bev because when, it's not hap- when he's not annoying my team, I'm a huge fan of it. You know, but when he's doing that stuff to LeBron or when he was like, you know, following around Caruso and taunting him when he was a clipper, it, it annoyed me. But when he celebrated the other night, I was laughing so hot. Like it was just like this guy was having a Tom Cruise meltdowns jumping on the sofa. I was like, look at this. I was like, he realized he just won a playing game. But 
It's great. Uh, I got a bunch of family and friends out in Minnesota. They're excited about the direction of the team and making the playoffs. So uh, good for him. I think Memphis is just, they're so deep and too big and too strong. I just, Cat would need to have like an old school Shaquille O'Neal series where he gets like 37 and 15 and and is, is just dominating everything. That's... That, I think that's what he would need to get it done. I'm going to say this now, and I'm going to say it early, and I'm going to take my words back. Shout out to my guy, Sean Parker, the PA announcer for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And he said it to me. And I took it as, like, maybe his first year or whatever. He comes to my show. We talk about wrestling, WrestleMania, stuff like that. And he said, Anthony, Anthony Edwards is next up. And when he said it to me, I thought he was joking. He may be next up. Like, he's, I really think he is really that good. And I got them beating the Memphis Grizzlies 4 0. You got, hang on a second. <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. I'm joking. I'm joking. I was going to say, we got to stop the show and we got we to gotta do a mental health check on you because you can't be saying <laughs> stuff like that. You get people, hey, this is on your Facebook page. They're hey, worried look. about it. And by the way, I'm going to go ahead and bring my guy on. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm bringing on Blake Thompson, Mr. Tennessee himself. I mean, <laughs> he could be the face of Tennessee. You know, hey, this Tennessee, is about Tennessee, right? Tennessee Titans. <laughs> you know, the Memphis Grizzlies. My God. Oh, my God. It's been a great year for you, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. It has been a good year. And go balls, by the way. We're going to be making some noise in the college football atmosphere pretty quick. Pretty quick, but uh, it's a pleasure to join you guys. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. So we're gonna bring you on this conversation before we get into like what you do. We're gonna get into a few <laughs> sports comments. Just raw thoughts from you. Memphis, your boys is hooping. The you Memphis know what? Be the upset. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I tuned in right when you right when you made that uh, that big that big claim that you just made. I, I'm with it. Let's rock with the Grizzlies, man. Morant. <laughs> Eve's Paws, my ex Tennessee volunteer. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I'm not as versed in the NBA as I should be. I'm a college hoops guy through and through. I, I watch the NBA for pure entertainment. I'm not a, I'm not a diehard Memphis Grizzlies fan. I just, I like to see the game played at the highest level. So I just, I like to be a casual fan and just rock through the playoffs, see who's doing what. I think, right. I, I think you're Go gonna ahead. fall in love with the Grizzlies though, because it's gonna be a very, it's very different than how like maybe when we were younger and it was like Zach Randolph and it was very Zach. sort of got that grind city and they played more of like a methodical college style. Right. Now they're playing like very exciting, like you said, you want to watch just for entertainment. You're like, yeah, you can play defense in the fourth quarter, Kyle Anderson and Desmond Bain, but like let's just get some alley oops and you know dunk on people. I think you're going to enjoy it. Okay, cool. I'm so I got a question for you. That's, right that's, uh, that's tomorrow, right? Grizz, uh, Grizz yeah. Timberwolves. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so cool. my man Darren Thomas, by the way, that hard 49ers fan like I am, do you think Aunt Elvis is better than Jai? Whew. He hit me with it. That's why I put it to y'all. I ain't going to lie, Raw Thoughts, this is a tough one here. That's a question. I'm going to ask two positions, two different positions. You know, Anthony playing the three or the four. Child's a point guard. I think they're they're very skilled at the positions that they play. I can't really make a comparison because one is a guard. Like I said, the other one is, you know, a, a small forward. I think they're just good. I can't really say who's better at what if they switch different positions or whatever. Mm. 
Everybody got quiet. Rock those people. Everybody got quiet on this question. They still thinking. Yeah, I'm I'm an Anthony Edwards fan. I mean, okay. I'm an SEC basketball guy. I watched him at Georgia. He's kind of, you know, wasn't wasn't a lot around him, but the first time I saw him play, like he's he's got all the tools in the chest. You know, he's he's a confident kid. He's got all the athleticism in the world. Uh, he's got that clutch factor. His pull up game is is smooth. Like you know, I, I wanted to see does he have that like that winning mentality? Does he have that edge to kind of bring the best out of the teammates that are around him? Those are the questions that I had with him coming into the league, but he's he's that's a scary dude, man. He he's he's got it all. I'm, I'm a big fan. I, you know, I'm with you. I think he can really turn the corner and be one of the one of the few faces in the league. You know, for sure. I think that this the playoffs are really big for him, right? Because last year we got to see Ja get in, and they didn't win that series, but he played quite nicely. They won those playing games. They got the the, the big playoff series from Ja. I think he had a fifty point game in there. The problem with Ja is that he, the style of play that he has, he's very slightly built. And so if he's going to be constantly being injured and, and banged up, I think the Grizzlies were like 20 and 3 without him this year. So, like, it shows how good the team is. That's the thing with Anthony Edwards, and my question was always, was like, he came out in the draft. I don't know if you guys remember, he was like, I kind of want to play football. And I was like, I saw him and I was like, this kid should be the first pick just based on his statute, a man body already. I was like, but if he's thinking he wants to play another sport, how invested is he? But everything he's done since he got here, it feels like it's more of his personality. Like he just wanted to say something controversial in the pre-draft process. And he really is focused on being a great player. So I'm going to give the, the, the edge to Edwards long-term just for health size and you know, get the you get the T wolves of the playoffs. Like Kevin Garnett had to like cash right. in some huge favors to make that happen. <laughs> That's a good point, Tony. That's a good point. So, so with that being said, uh, while we go into before we get into the other part of your, your career on um, Blake, what you do, um, tell us about your Tennessee love, man. Like, like, let's tell us about it. You know, I know you love the Titans. I'm pretty sure you follow the Titans. It seems like you love to watch Tennessee Vols, of course. So give me a reason why we should be tuned into the balls. Because honestly, this, this balls, okay, I'll, Peyton I'll, Manning, I'll, you ain't done this to Peyton Manning. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And the fact that I've the, the fact that I've rode out this this last decade uh, and being committed and orange blooded is it's uh it's it's been it's been uh, it's been interesting. We've had a lot of turnover uh, from leadership, and it's, that's where it starts. You know, we went through different athletic directors. I'm from the state of Tennessee. We've got a different kind of commitment to our, our university, you know, whether you're, you. whether you're an alum or whatever, the support behind Tennessee, uh, it has always been incredible, even, even through the downtimes, but Josh Heupel is in town, fastest <laughs> offense in the country. He's got a, he's got a top 15 recruiting class this year. He just landed a kid named Nico. He's top, top three or four quarterback in the, uh, in the country coming in in 2023, a lot of momentum in that class, but you know, a lot of people won't realize what he did last season with what he had. He got the Steve Spurrier first year coach of the year award, most wins in a power five school, first year head coach, seven wins. It's not really, it's not a season to remember necessarily, but if you, if you keep things relative and you, and you understand what he did with what he had, it was, it was pretty impressive. And I don't know, it's, it, it seems like there's been a, a culture shift a little bit within the program, uh, which has been good to see, but I'm excited. I mean, the, the East is 
is vulnerable, obviously outside of University of Georgia. You know, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a race to to catch up with the dogs a little bit on on that side. Um, but ton of momentum, you know, stadium renovations going on at Neyland. The atmosphere in the, in the inside the stadium is is top notch. I would put it up there uh, with anybody in the country as far as your game day. Tony, he been talking about the stadium. He been saying the renovation on the stadium. You know, he around the stadium a lot, Tony. We said the renovation of the stadium. We renovating the stadium too, by the way. Yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Blake's back on this one because I think that young people are into the ambiance. They're into the aesthetics of stuff. Like you see people right. go to Oregon all the time because they're Ooh. they're with Nike. And so if you can create some place that's like an experience for them to go to, they're like, Oh, this is cool. You know, like I wanna be a part of this. So he's got something there. You know, they're 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 kind of on the edge of the uh of the uh NIL stuff as well. You know, that's people have different uh opinions on that you know it, it kind of is what it is it's like a wild west right now as far as why players are picking which which schools and there's a big exchange of of money and uh, it's a little bit different for a kid to make a make a decision on where to go to school when you have so mm. much uh of a financial piece to it that hasn't existed on the surface you know so that's what you're saying is the same kids that may or possibly would have chose without nil yeah they go to alabama now it's like, oh, wait a minute. Tennessee got this deal for me over That's here. Exactly right. I might just move exactly over right. here, and I don't care about Nick Saban and championships. I'm looking at this family thing for priorities. For and sure. That's what I was going to go to with that. So do, now with the NIL, do you feel like you're getting more recruits on the next level? And do you have what it takes? Because everybody needs to know if they have what it takes to beat Alabama. That's a, that's a great question, and I think, I think you're on to something there because – it's always been, you know, the big boys at the top, the power five schools, your, you know, your, your USC's, your Georgia's, your Alabama's, your, your SEC schools, those, those power five conferences. Um, but, you know, I, I play basketball at Georgia Southern. That's a proud football school itself. What it, what it does, it, it takes the schools that can, that can compete in this NIL thing, and it just creates more of a separation for those schools. Now, it, it'll let you recruit nationally now because you're right if I can package up to, together the quarterback that I just mentioned that's coming to Tennessee I don't know what kind of package was put together to get into Tennessee but he's from Southern California you know so he, he had to go past Oregon he had to go past Texas he had to go past a lot of these uh, big-time programs to choose a Tennessee who hasn't you know I'll, I'll admit it we haven't competed for a national championship <laughs> in the last few years was the NIL involved? Absolutely. I, I'm not naive enough to, to say that it was. Go ahead, Tony. I like that you looked at your watch. Like, watches were <laughs> invented the last time Tennessee was competing for a national championship. <laughs> no, so, I, was, I was taking my beeper. My beeper. And I'm glad <laughs> you said something about Oregon. Because, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> national championship. You're calling from 1984. I still got it. Yeah. So, so look, I was, my son was talking about Oregon. The other day, time I playing football for Oregon, and the first thing that came to my mind, I'm like, what you know about Oregon? And he said, what you said, that gear and all this. I said, you mean tell me you ain't seen nothing or found out anything? Not a player. Can you point to it on the map? <laughs> yeah, wait. I'm like, why? He did say that to me. Look, I'm like, why, RJ? Why? So, uh, <laughs> he, th he thinks it's like a town in Western Carolina. <laughs> There has to be like a little like what what is your guys' thing like is somebody gonna show up there and be like, mm, I play for the Tennessee Vols. Come get some of this Nashville's hot chicken. Like what are you 
what are you guys selling? Like, what is like the big draw that could be like a company? Because eventually, companies Burby, are going to whiskey into know, this <laughs> and start. We're going to start moving units for you know, For me, I, I think I, I think the fan support, like even through those dark years, basketball and football, we're still in the top five or six in attendance inside Thompson Bowling Arena inside. Neyland Stadium. A lot of people refer to it as kind of a sleeping monster. Nobody is ahead of Tennessee in facilities. Nobody is ahead of Tennessee in resources and money spent. I used to work for the Tennessee Fund, which was the arm of the athletic department that generated funds for student athlete scholarships. And this this is a multi-million dollar engine that exists on campus just for strictly the support of, of student athletes. So when you go to a Tennessee You've got an opportunity to create a brand for yourself that will kind of catapult you uh, into the next level, into the NBA or into the NFL. And uh, it's like Alvin Kamara or, you know, people that can come through the program and, and really make a name for themselves, build their brand and get you're automatically infused into a fan base who's, go, who's going to absolutely adore you for the next three or four years. Uh, so, I mean, every SEC school can kind of sell that a little bit, but. But for now, you know, especially with the NIL thing involved, like I said, Josh Heupel and our athletic director, Danny White, they were together at University of Central Florida. They've made a decision to get out in front of this thing and say, hey, if, if these are the new rules that we're going to have to ab abide by or, or play for, if, we if we're going to be competitive, then this is a, an area that we're going to have to be competitive in. Otherwise, it's, our wheels are just going to be spinning. We're not going to be able to make uh, progress. So we've got these little third-party uh, third companies that are coming in and supporting this NIL Deal. If you notice through the NCAA tournament, guys like Zakai Ziegler on the Tennessee basketball team, uh, Kennedy Chandler, John Fulkerson, these guys got, I won't call it multi-million dollar deals, but multi-thousand dollar deals with uh, car dealerships, uh, yeah. Zaxby's, Crystal, the regional Crystal manager. You know, these guys are on local television uh, commercials in town. So these right. things are being packaged together, and it's something that us collectively as an athletic department can go to a, a prospective athlete and say, hey, this is a kid that plays your position. You guys are comparable in a lot of different skill sets, and and your ceiling is about the same. Look what we were able to do to them. It's just, it's just a good selling point as long as as long as the nil nil stuff exists. I think the the best part about it is from the business side for these people. Like these are tax write offs, or like you know some way where it's like, hey, this is advertising. So if you go to somebody who's like sort of a big deal in your town, like, hey, it's, you know, Bill Walsh's orthodontia or whatever. And it's like, you give somebody $25,000 that he was going to pay Uncle Sam anyways. Like, right. try and low bump him under that tax bracket so mm -hmm. you can find those deals all across the board. Like, there's no more, like, you're not recruiting anymore. It's you're not like, recruiting anymore. That's, that's right. And, that, and, you know, some people are, are uh, approaching that with a, you know, that's kind of slimy and grimy perspective. I'll, I'll use the University of Kentucky as an example. Their men's basketball program has a, <laughs> oh. has a deal with one of the cryptocurrency companies. Okay. These kids, look this up. This is, this is, this is Googleable. You can find out exactly what the so. deal was or, or deal are. But every University of Kentucky men's basketball player has this debit card that's loaded up with cryptocurrency every oh. month because it, it is a collective deal of, of kids that are on the roster. So not only do I have to, as Blake Thompson, I don't have to be a five-star prospect. I could be a guy down the roster, but the fact that I'm on the Kentucky men's basketball roster means that I'm part of this uh, group, you know, bargain, this collective bargaining with this uh, cryptocurrency. And it's just, 
you know, just because I've got a roster and I, I got a spot on the team. So those those things are being put together too. I don't have to identify one specific athlete on the team. I can I can decide as a as an owner of of whatever. I would like to establish an NIL that affects every single member of this of this team, whether it be your baseball team, your women's soccer team, uh, whatever. So those you know everything everything has to be on the same page on campus. You've got to get your community involved. You've got to get these corporations and potential. Uh, the influential people with money involved and, and you can, you know, you can get ahead. Yeah. And, and you have so many, just having Peyton Manning there, right? Like as somebody who's a connection to it, everybody wants to be in business with Peyton Manning, right? Like, and if he's still close with the, with the, with Tennessee, any of these places, they, they now can do all the things we know that they have been doing for years. Yeah. Now it's just legal. Like that's the, <laughs> the bottom line when I look around at this stuff. Like they all, we also got blue chips. Come on, Neon Broder. Like you're paying for Shaq to come to your to your university. <laughs> it's it's out in the open now. And again, I, I don't know. There, if you listen to Dabo and even even uh, Saban has had some critical comments in the past few weeks. You know, there there could be a restructuring of it. Because they're it's it's getting uh it's getting crazy. I mean their ability to naturally recruit you just off of championships is over. That's like, it. So now now guys are looking at really about their families. Alabama's not a marketable place, South Carolina's not a marketable place. Right. Oregon is close to California. It's a field night is there, so it's marketable because of him. Yeah. yeah. Tennessee has this, you know, a few things and, and I don't know too much about it, but I'm pretty sure you have things. I don't know your tax bracket or whatever is marketable. If people go to USC right now, that's why Lincoln Riley left. Lincoln Riley literally left just because you're right by Hollywood. You are open to all that good stuff. Go ahead. That's right. right. I'm going to jump in here real quick. Boo-hoo, Nick Saban, because you have had an unfair advantage for all these years because all of your games are nationally televised, and these kids are trying to get to the league. So you've had an right. unfair advantage of like, hey, this is an NFL factory. Come to Alabama. I get all the five-star recruits. Now that you guys have to compete, are you telling me there's not some tech billionaire out of Alabama who loves – every school has an alma mater that they have to – they have alumni. Right. They reach out to them. How can we right. put together a fund or a company to get – they'll figure it out. He just doesn't want right. these kids making more money than him. Uh, stop. <laughs> I'm, hey, look, I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation. We did creative. Raw thoughts had certain stuff going on, but I ain't gonna lie. This is one of the best episodes I've had so far because y'all broke down some things and logistics of college and hearing the comments and stuff. So that being I said, uh, what I'm talking about Ryan ever. <laughs> Raw thoughts. So 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 Blake, this is the funny part. So I was telling you know a little bit um of Tony about what you do and stuff like that, and I was telling him I didn't get a chance to tell him the good part. So here we go. You know. We know you're a tournament director. You ran teammate basketball. You had some good days. Wait, I was telling matter of fact, I was telling my barber yesterday how, how you were telling me about a story. Like you had some good days with, with parents and refs, and you had some bad days. That's so right. even though you're a tournament director, you have to keep yourself at a certain level. So, like, I guess Tony, what he's saying is when teams lose and parents lose, they're looking for the man. <laughs> and, and they ain't looking to come talk. They're looking to lay hands on them like they say in church. <laughs> So look, I have become an expert in de-escalation, yeah, and taking yeah. verbal abuse. When I was, when I first got started, I, I can't say I was so good. I wanted to, you know, clap back as they say, but uh, yeah, people, people need their their time, and um, you know, people are. That's me, guys. Sorry, people are. Asia, asia calling, man. 
Yeah, I, that's hopefully that's the only time that happens. People are passionate about uh, about youth sports. They're passionate about seeing their kid play. They want to see their kid be successful. You know, it's it's our job to be um, you know to kind of keep keep things in in line, keep things in perspective. Look, I'm I'm I love the fact that we're part of a lot of a lot of kids journeys you know up through their basketball career most of them are not going to go to the nba most of them are not going to play uh college basketball but our, our name is teammate basketball we understand that uh these kids can pick up a lot just from being part of their teams and and just the camaraderie the travel you know going to different places uh, growing as a player growing as a teammate but then you got you, you got some parents sometimes that kind of ruin it for everybody man and i don't it's gotten progressively worse. I think it's a subject that, you know, myself and some of the other players in our space are not talking enough about. We just kind of something crazy happens at a tournament and it goes viral and we just kind of sweep it under the rug and go on to the next event. Uh, but it's there's not a bigger threat. We had an article posted on our Facebook page the other day by my friend Rick, uh, Rick Lewis with Phenom Hoop Report. He says the biggest threat in travel basketball is the negative conduct from adults at these Ooh. events. And I could not agree with him more. I mean, things things happen and, and things can turn violent uh, pretty quickly, and it, it's, there's just no space for it. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know the the solution to it, but I just know that we need to start being part of the part of the solution as opposed to just. Um, letting it become a normal thing that happens at the events. You know, that's a dangerous territory. And that, that's what can, can shut us all down is something crazy happens at one of these youth basketball events. Now, keep in mind, second grade through high school, um, you know, we can see, we see some ugly things. We, I've got a great staff that tries to be proactive with it. You know, my guy, Mitch, Ryan. Yeah. Oh boy. Again, he's, he's yeah. a guy that can bring a hostile situation right. here and we can all leave on good terms. And, and, and that's, you know, I hate to, I hate to sound like it happens like, all the time it's not a it's not necessarily a normal occurrence most most events are are what we want them to be but you know that that can put a sour taste in folks mouth and it, it affects the experience from other teams who are participating too so tony i'm gonna let you ask a question and go ahead with it that's yeah. what i was going to anyway so you had to raise your hand i was going to you. the floor is yours <laughs> yeah so i just i want to i'm gonna double down on this parent bad thing and i'm gonna give a quick example so my Nephew is like a superstar athlete, baseball, football out here in Southern California. He's being recruited by, you know, all of these travel teams and whatever it is, like the elite level for these things. I went to a game. He's a big kid. He's an athlete, like a big athlete, 10 years old. And their parents are yelling at my nephew. They're uh, claiming him of being 15, shouting out dollar shave club promos to him because like they're saying awful things to a 10 year old because their kid is getting beat down. And so like, here's my, here's my question to you. Have you had a a thing where somebody brings you a birth certificate and they say, Oh, we have, we can prove, or we saw like a video of this kid on, on Instagram celebrating his birthday, his 11th birthday last year. And he's playing with the 10 year old. Do you have, you had a situation like that yet? Yes, we have. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably, you know, 10 years in. Uh, I started teammate basketball six years ago. It's only happened one time with uh, with teammate. It happened. It happened probably two other times with the organization I was with prior to. Um, but, yeah, we've had some people come in and deliberately place an older athlete on a team. Now, we've politely asked those teams to leave once we I mean, these are situations that we were obviously uh, it was brought to our awareness and we yeah. we had to act on it, unfortunately. But, yeah, one situation, you know, a kid was had the forged paperwork and he was, he was in on it too. I mean, we had a, we had a set of parents, 
a set of, of coaches. Ooh. Oh, adults. God almighty, boy. And we're on the same page to one player to, uh, you know, to basically play him. I forget what it was, sixth grade. Maybe he was like a seventh or eighth grader playing with the, a sixth grade team. And, yeah, they, they told – it's one thing to just – so throw a kid on, uh, throw a, a uniform on a kid and say, "Come play." The kid had no idea. The kid was versed on what to say and and who to say he was. And you know, I just wanted to be, I want to go to the parents and the coaches in that situation and be like, "Look, this is a kid that's 14 years old, supposed to be playing with 12, or actually playing with 12 and 13 year olds, supposed to be playing his age." If you're if you're scripting out a lie for this kid, you know that's that's going to open up some really other possibilities for this child you know to 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 know that you guys as adults have went to him and, and told him to be dishonest with the uh you know the tournament director and that's it's kind of disgusting to think about but right, you know, right. the situation that happened with us in, in charlotte we had to you know we had to ask the entire team to leave that's what that's the other piece to it tony you, know, you make a decision and you gotta make everybody else who's done like you gotta make the whole team leave because it's one kid is underage i mean in the rope like it, it affects the entire team the staff and you even have parents that don't even know. They don't like, even just know. Really yeah. in the blind. That was like, everything. They, no, they had no idea. Like some some parents had reached out to us after the fact, like in apology. Like we can't believe that this was something that happened. The kid went to a different school. We weren't aware of this of how old the kid was. And it's like, look, you know, we hated to hated to punish the rest of the team, but this is a message that we have to send. Otherwise, you know, we're just kind of part of the issue. So, so with that being said, because I've been knowing you for years, and I, like I told. Tony off air. In all years, you always do everything the correct way, the genuine way, and the right way. So, um, and by the way, Tony, I'm gonna give you a little short snippet real quick while I got you here on the podcast because some good stuff just came out. I got this energy, you know. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about creating a a raw mind sports team and let somebody run it. But Blake can tell you about my stint when I was in his league. Blake, let him know. I said I weren't coaching a year. Hey, look, we done had some robberies in Charlotte. You remember that time? And the guy said, we go. <laughs> yeah. I ain't Blake talking about Ryan Jones, before Romine, the head coach of the East Coast Celtics, man. They <laughs> they had a squad, Tony. They came in. He's got a lot of hardware from me. That's where I that's where I met him first. He was one of the coaches that I was trying to calm down and get to act a, like a yeah, like a like a human being. No, I'm just <laughs> He was a good coach. He was a young coach. I mean, Ryan's still right, a young right. fellow. This was how long ago is this? This is eight like years six ago. years ago. And I remember yeah. when I met him on through phone calls. And it's crazy because he was directing the tournament. And every week I would call because back then I didn't know much. Of, I'm gonna tell you now for the people, the viewers are listening. I ain't know nothing about technology. So I would literally call Blake every single week to pay my fee or whatever to be like, <laughs> hey, can you do this yourself? Like I didn't know nothing, you know, back then. But now what I'm with. That my amazing wife, you know, Arise, graduated media production from University of Carolina. Like she's so amazing. Like she has taught me so much in this world. So like she told me, like, hey, media's where it's at. So I didn't know none of this stuff when I first met Blake, because I was with my ex, Raw Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we didn't I didn't know none of that. So he would help out, do this. And I remember the first national, she was like, Man, I gotta meet this guy. And it's crazy, Tony, why I met it. We walk up to each other. I didn't know who Blake was. He said, you'll see me at Nationals. And instantly, we both looked at each other like, Brian, Blake. Oh, like we didn't know. We saw each other. We never saw each other by picture or anything. We just right. walked up on each other. It was like, Brian, Blake. Man, we just, like, we hit it off that, I think, that weekend, the first year of Nationals, we killed that Myrtle, Myrtle Beach. Beach. Right, Myrtle Beach. He mm -hmm. met my coaching staff, and we just, 
at night later on after everything was over where he even came over. So, like, we're not only, like, you know, business-wise, you know, Blake does his own thing, you know. But at the same time, we had, like, a genuine friendship where, like, we actually met each other years ago. He's doing things. And seeing him be successful in this, he probably never thought. Even back then, this sucker ain't making no podcast or no sports. <laughs> Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. I was just going to say, he probably spotted you at the snack shack trying to pay with a check. You were like over there like, trying to write a money order or something. He's like, don't you have a debit card? And you're like, uh... And Brian got pretty quiet when I asked that birth certificate question. We might want to run back. No, no, we, no, we, I'll, didn't. I'll, we didn't. We didn't I'll have no problems. No, we didn't have no He was pretty we quiet. No I just, I'm not... And look, we I never, I never thought it would have, Tony. He might have been pretty good at it. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, have look, a, I have an investigation team. We'll run it. It's good. <laughs> My assistant coach, he was super structured. Coach Romero, he was a lot older than me. Even though I was a young coach running it, he liked me as the coach. But, man, he had everything. He had a whole – he went and created a whole notebook for everything. So, if he went – he said, I just handed it to him, coach. You know what I'm like? I, I'll have to I'll check, our, I'll check our record, son. We, we may be vacating some wins. <laughs> the East Carolina Celtics have been stripped of their AAU. <laughs> Shout out to my Uncle Charles. That's my Uncle Charles. Y'all say what's up to my Uncle Charles. He gave me the name Primetime. I was a football player, basketball player in middle school, and I played baseball. I ain't gonna lie, struck out in baseball. I can catch the thing in the outfield. <laughs> well, for him, I've been the man. But now, um, let's go back to that. Like, teammate basketball, what allows you to create teammate basketball? Because when I first met you, you know for yourself, raw thoughts, if you, you're cool with it. Well, anyway, it's raw thoughts. We don't have. You was with USBA. Right, right. Now you create your own thing. What made you say, you know, I want to just go on my own? I was working really hard. <laughs> And to call it how it is, I wasn't getting I wasn't getting out what I was putting in. I'm not doing anything different. I'm just doing it for myself. And I, and now I'm in control of the quality of events. At the end of the day, man, we want to create an experience that people want to come back to, win or lose. You know, I want I want to be present. Like when you come to a teammate basketball event, I want to I'm I'm there. I don't leave my tournaments, right, Ryan? I mean, I'm 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 in the right, building. They always there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know leave the facility and come through and you know pick up some money and leave and and put it all on my staff with all of the the issues that can potentially arise at a at a travel basketball event or any event that you bring a lot of people into one space. Um, so you know, I, I just have, now that it's my own, I, I I have a lot of stake in it. I, I take it serious, you know. And, and we're not immune to issues. We're not a perfect company. We learn literally every single weekend. My staff will tell you that uh, things happen that we we always talk about, like the first. Well, that was the first. You know, we we have first all the time, um, and it's it's rare to have an event uh, kick off Friday, Saturday, Sunday without. Uh, without somebody being upset about something. So, you know, I just want to be there. I want, I want, if somebody shows up at our event and has an issue, has a problem, has a, has a serious problem, you know, I want them to be able to come to me and, uh, and know that I would attempt to get it right for them. And I think, I, I think I've built strong relationships with travel coaches in the industry. You know, I think I've, I'm in a place where my reputation is, is pretty good. You know, I, I, I want to help these teams uh, be successful and help them accomplish the goals that they have for their communities. I mean, we're in 15 states. We hosted 2,500 travel basketball teams last year. A lot of them I can pick up the phone and, and call them and they can call me. It's an open relationship. And I'm, you know, I don't have any business hours. This is what I do around the clock. And 
Um, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. Like during the week when I'm creating schedules and trying to get things, meet deadlines and get schedules out to teams across the country, that's the hard part. But when I'm in the facility on the weekends, that's the part that I enjoy because I'm in the building, you know, shaking hands with people and watching kids play the game that I grew up loving. And that, that is uh, rewarding to me. And I just feel like if you do things the right way, you know, every all the other benefits and rewards will, will follow suit. I want to make sure that we're uh, transparent with teams that were honest with teams and you know travel basketball it's, it's a messy space not everybody is in it for the right reasons I mean, it's right it is that's true go ahead so you want to ask something no I, I was just going to say this I got to run but I just want to say it was very nice to meet you Blake uh, I wish you all the success with this and uh, you know like I really like where you the angle that you come at this with because I'm starting to see a little bit more of it with my brother's kids and yeah, uh, it, it really does need a director like you with your vision and, and just moral compass. So, you know, keep it up. Hey, well, I got you real quick. Yeah, chop it up with you for a few minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. We definitely will. I, I hook that up or oh, whatever we need to do. So, oh, uh, look. So, Tony, real quick. Yes. One thing before you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a question. Ray Lynn told me this a while ago. I got back. an answer. I know you do. Is Kyrie Irving a top five bucket getter of all time? I hate this question. He made a rant about that one day. Like he he went in for like 30 minutes about it. Go yes. ahead. <laughs> of course, of course, Kyrie can get a bucket with anybody else. The, the, the here's the the problem is who's playing defense? Because if if we're gonna see him in this in the in, in this series with Boston, if all of a sudden he's getting deed up by either Smart, Brown, or Tatum. It's going to be tough for him to be a top five bucket getter. So everything right. is circumstantial. On a Wednesday night in uh, Toronto, sure. Although they got some long wing defenders, I picked a bad example. The Pistons, Jeremy Grant ain't giving him the business. Like, of course. But we're talking about the playoffs. He's made big shots. I get what he's saying, but I don't like those questions. I- I'm gonna t- I'm gonna talk to Raylan. You can't just be making these crazy lists. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to the next show. But Tony, you say you gotta go so man. I, I appreciate did. you being home, man. And, and we'll catch up. And um and by the way, again, people, Tony Tucker was on sports, nuts and bolts. He likes the LA Chargers. He doesn't like the Tennessee Titans. There's no problem for us anymore. We're good. <laughs> All right, man. You take care, man. Peace. <laughs> All right, Blake. So Am I wrong or right? So I'm going to ask you this. Allen used to play for Tennessee? Allen used to play for Tennessee. I got a, I got a crazy story about Allen Houston. Go ahead. Hey, look, go ahead. The, show, the floor is yours. Don DeVoe was coaching the University of Tennessee. Uh-huh. He, he didn't do anything crazy, but he was holding the line. He was being competitive in the SEC. I think he made a couple NCAA tournaments. Allen Houston was an up-and-coming, you know, one of the top players in the country as a high school kid. His father was an aspiring college basketball coach. His name was Wade. University of Tennessee fired Don DeVoe, offered Wade Houston the job. That's why Allen Houston ended up at the University of Tennessee. It was a package deal with dad and son. Wade comes, brings Allen. They didn't do a whole lot at all. Allen leaves, goes to the NBA. Wade leaves as well. Tennessee basketball struggles for the next several years until Bruce Pearl comes along. But that Allen Houston is a proud alum. Tennessee fans like him a lot. Uh, but a lot of people were on the on the Don DeVoe bandwagon too in the late eighties. Um, they were Man. upset about that situation because it because it was you, you get rid of a good guy to bring a one dude in for a good player. You know, that was a tough situation for a lot of Tennessee fans. But kind of 
just kind of put a fence down the middle of, all right, we're all, we're all team Houston or we're sad to see you the whole team. So, 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 um, now we're going to this topic. Like, can we finish it up with teammate? Yeah. Like, for you, being a teammate, traveling and moving, like, give the people the journey. Because, by the way, I'm going to say this in their raw thoughts right now. This is something we've been, me and Blake were discussing. I'm going to, my team is planning to be behind Blake every day behind the scenes. This could be the Blake Thompson. Is that going to happen? Why don't we do yeah. just that? I mean, that's, 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 that's a movie right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. It was PG-13. A- that might be related. <laughs> I should put it up. It was more of a joke the other day, but uh, <laughs> I think I think, I think you would uh, I think you could find some good content. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so look, so you're gonna really get well. We'll, we'll never mind. Anyway, so we'll finish that. So with that being said, get get the fans, people, everything right now. What you want them to uh know about teammates basketball, you know, and what you're about beginning well, to end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, right now we're, we're, we're still in the growth stage of a company of our company. You know, like I said, we're six years old. Um, we're, we're hosting events in about 15 States. We end our season with the national championship. That's going to be in Virginia beach. I've got the next location. I'm not ready to announce it yet. Maybe you can have me back on when we're ready to <clears throat> ready to put that out there to everybody. Um, but you know, we're, we're a travel basketball tournament host body. That's, that's it. You know, I'm okay with admitting we don't, we don't get into a lot of the rankings. We don't get into a lot of the, the player evals just yet because we want to stick with the, the grassroots perspective that where we started, where we want to give kids the opportunity to play. We focus on the event. If you're interested in signing up and bringing your travel basketball team to an event, that you can register for in confidence, that you know games are going to be on time, that you know you're going to schedule the, the team, you're going to play the team that you see on the schedule. No kind of riffraff and confusion once you get to the event. So you uh, mean to tell me it's riffraff when it comes to that? In certain man, there's a lot. There's a lot. And, and the only reason that I know that, it's because I don't go to other people's events. I don't study other people's events. But you can tell easily when, people, when teams show up to our events. And all we're trying to do is things the right way. You know, we're trying to keep games on time. We're trying to... Um, you know, just finalize registration, get a schedule out early on in the week so parents can make their plans. People work, you know, people got to uh, put a weekend plan together. People are spending money to come to your event. Right. Um, so when they, a lot of times teams will show up to our event is like, man, I can't believe like games are on time. I can't believe that, you know, we didn't have a forfeit this weekend or something like that. It's like, you know, we're not mm. doing anything different. We're just trying to, to stand by our product and keep a, a level of, of quality. So, uh, but check right. us out. I mean, if you're if you're in the travel basketball space, it's teammatebasketball.com is our uh, is our URL. We're at Teammate Hoops on social media. You can kind of get a glimpse of what it is that we do. Um, and we've got some good people that are kind of attached to the company that do highlights and and I think there is a there is room for that. You know, just uh, player exposure and and getting the teams their 15 minutes of fame on our Instagram page or something like that. That's that is important because there's a lot of diamond in the rough out here as far as players that, that need to be seen. I mean, we see some of the country's best fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders before they go on to their exposure circus with Nike and Adidas and stuff like that. But we're, we're grassroots. We want to be a part of them early on in their journey, get them those experiences on the road and, and, uh, and just help, help these kids grow and, and, and flourish, man. It's, it's a great thing that they're on a travel basketball roster and going to towns. I mean, you, you with your team, 
How many cities did you go to with those with those kids? That, they may or may have left and won a lot. I didn't just go a lot. I won a lot. When I came, I came to win. Well, you know, you did. Like, like, like we were telling Tony, you know, you was a young coach, but you had, uh, you had the, I don't know how, not not authority, but you were a young guy. It's hard for high school kids to uh, to respect a young dude that's not much older than them and right and buy into what you're saying. And, and they right. did. Otherwise, you wouldn't have saw this, the type of success that you had. Um, but that's hard because I see I see guys who think they want to get into coaching and they realize quickly that it's maybe it's not, <laughs> maybe it's not for them. <laughs> so like tell the guys, I know you said something earlier about the 15 States or whatever. Um, like mm-hmm. name, name them with like teammate has been to where like people who want to take their team. We have AAU teams that listen to these podcasts, stuff like that. So maybe yeah, they sure. want to join. They have never joined and say, mm-hmm. Hey, look, this is where it's at. Go ahead. Well, we're, we're big in the Carolinas, of course. Um, you know, we're, we're anywhere from Lake Charles, Louisiana to Reading, Pennsylvania. Um, you been to Lake Charles before? I've been Wasn't from New Orleans. Close to New Orleans. Yeah, you got got, the lake there, got a few casinos in, uh, in Lake Charles. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Fine, and the food. The food in Lake Charles, Louisiana. That's all, I'm about the food. So, Lake Charles is, again, so make sure I want to hear it right. How far is it from New Orleans? I want to say like an hour. Oh, that's oh, easy. Sit easy down all right, uh, uh, go ahead to the now, rest of them. That's all I need to know. I'm making that Lake Charles trip. <laughs> we were in the last weekend of March. We went to uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. Now, it was cold, but the food up there is great. In Wisconsin, they do a Ooh. fish fry. Fish fry Friday every single Friday. The restaurants kind of shut down and do the fish. And we went. We've went up there two years consecutively. Fried cheese curds. If you like beer, they got they drink beer up there like like coffee. It's beer all day long. Oh yeah, they do a lot. I know. I had a guy interview that. Um, he easily, but <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So Wisconsin was one of our favorite trips. Can you hear me? I think you cut out, Ryan. Can you hear me? Technical difficulties. Can you hear me? I got you. That's right. Hey, look. Thank you, man. Yeah, I, hit, I hit the button right there. So, you know, with cheese curds and beer, they love it. I want to say, I'm trying to figure and, out. And good, and good basketball. He's coaching. Gotta, so, yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'll cut you off. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah, man, I got, I got to I got to commend the facility up there too. It's called the the Community First Champion Center, like best facility that we have been in all year long. Great, great layout, great staff. Uh, that's one of our favorite ones to hit up. But you know, that's part of it for me um, on our side is getting to go go into a community for a weekend and just get to know some local people and go get some local food and and um, you know just understand where it is that we are on the map. You know, that's that's one of the great things that I enjoy about my job. Otherwise. I've got to mix some things in like that because otherwise it, it would you be definitely got to let my mom know. You know weekend to weekend. Yeah. Definitely got to let my mom know next time you go to Wisconsin by her being a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. We seen that you was able to travel to see the Green Bay Packers field. <clears throat> that lost to the 49ers this year, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> It was a good experience, you know. That was my first time in Lambo. I haven't been to a game up there, but yeah, they did. They did. The, the 49ers went went ahead and uh, and gave them that early exit, that 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 quick uh, vacation time 
via the uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you were I know you were alive so as well <laughs> so like you said it was cold even in March like <laughs> was um like their weather is it like super cold like tell the viewers about the weather in Wisconsin like is it like cold cold like they say it is it's cold it's cold the lakes are still frozen pretty much solid up there so you know and I'm coming from Tennessee God. I mean we, we get some snow around here in middle Tennessee a lot of my staff was traveling up there from Georgia where it hardly ever gets cold so we're going up there I mean yeah it's it snowed on us pretty much the entire weekend but it's really good for us to go out and, and experience different, you know, just different norms, different, you know, different cultural things because they're walking around like the way it was snowing there in the middle of March, we would have been out of school and, you know, town would have been shut down. It's just a way of life. <laughs> so, right, so right. to kind of see that and to realize, you know, hey, these people just that's an expectation. That's where they are on the map. They deal with it. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's just a way of life. You know, it's, it's good for us to, to see that when it's totally different for us down here. All right, so we're gonna conclude the show. <clears throat> Shout out to um at the Pure Technology and HU Fuel. Contact Kendra Walson at 919-434-3972 or visit her website at www.valora.com slash Prince Use the promo code raw mind, use the promo code raw mind, because her products has a lot of healthy water, things like that. 15% discount and Make sure again use the promo code raw mind. So that being said, Blake, anything else you want to say before we conclude the show? Not really, man. I appreciate the time. Anyone, anytime you want me to jump on, I'm glad to. Always great to mix it up with you. You, you, my guy, man. I appreciate everything uh, that you've done for me. And uh, man, I, I don't have anything else. Go check us out, teammatebasketball.com. Come and see me. You see us on in your town, in your city. Come over. We'll get your wristband. Check out some good basketball. And uh, and chill out. Hey, look, that's what it's about, man. With that being said, Raw Mind is out. Raw Thoughts, Raw Mind Live, Friday Night Live is over. Primetime Live is what Uncle Charles would say. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition. Yeah.